Your question is from Ethan Diamond, and oh boy, I can't wait to watch you guys argue this. He asks, what's harder, giving birth or waiting outside and hoping everything turns out okay? Hey, welcome to the show. This week, uh, the first half of the show is a conversation that I had with a very funny comic that I met here in Nashville, Tennessee. And the second half of the show is from the last pick aside that we recorded at the comedy studio before I left to go on this road trip. So that full show is online at our Patreon if you want to hear the entire debate unedited head on over to patreon pick a side and you can hear the whole show five bucks a month there's all kinds of bonus episodes on there i think it's very enjoyable so check it out hey how's it going holly going well so i'm here this week speaking with my guest holly perkins hello in nashville tennessee yep down here in nashville very exciting uh holly had me on her show at the East Nashville Beer Works. East Nashville Beer Works. It's called the Kiefer Sutherland Comedy Hour. That's right. I was. <laughs> you did not tell me the name of the show before I did it, and when the promotion went up on Instagram, <laughs> I was like, "Wait, is Kiefer Sutherland going to be?" I know. I kind of forget <laughs> that it's named that, and I also tend to at the show constantly forget to address that that's the name. Yeah, you just kind of like. <laughs> so go I'm through like, the "Welcome show. to the Kiefer Sutherland Comedy Hour," and I don't ever mention why. There is no reason it's called that. Okay, I was that was my um, next question: no. is why did you name it that? There's uh, just because um, I thought I was trying to think of a show name, and we have a ton of brewery shows here, and so I didn't want it to be like brews and laughs yeah. or something like that. Um, I wanted it to be completely unrelated to beer and completely unrelated uh, unrelated to comedy. Okay, and so I was like, well, what is the most unrelated thing that I could put that, and I was like, oh, a celebrity name would be funny. Um, and then I was like, who's the most random person I could think of? And it was Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. And so, and it's been, um, it's been really funny. When I first started doing the show, I had like a lot of, um, a lot of people, like women in their fifties tagging their friends in the post, I think. Just being like, <laughs> Just it's be, your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Being like, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> But um, so far, he hasn't come to any of the shows. Yeah, so. well, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Does he have any connection to Nashville at all? Um, he plays music, so, oh, so he has maybe. a band. I did meet a guy once, and he might have just been full of shit, but he was like, um, oh, I actually know him. Like, I work in the music world. Uh, I could... I should tell him about the show. Yeah. And I was like, or don't, because I want to keep calling it the Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> Comedy Hour. You get like a cease and desist yeah. letter from Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I figured we could call it the no longer the Kiefer Sutherland or something like see the cease and desist comedy show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So that was a fun show. Yeah. Um, so th and thank you for inviting me to do it. I had nothing really lined up in Nashville and I just kind of like threw myself out there onto the Facebook group, like, yeah, you know, can I do a show anywhere? And you're the first person that reached out, so oh, thank perfect. you so much for yeah. that. Yeah, I love it when people that are funny post videos on there and they're in town during my show time. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, that's convenient. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm like, oh, cool, got my got my headliner booked. Don't yeah. have to do much else. Um, so today the show is about life events. Yes. So everything from birth to death and... Uh, beyond i guess i don't know things that happen yeah. in your lifetime graduation's a big one that's one mm -hmm. that we talked about a lot moving is a big one okay so like our categories for the show were birth graduation moving death and then wild card which could be like anything okay i, I want to know like what do you think was like the biggest event in your life where you were like this is really a milestone that oh, i've just man. passed here do you have anything that stands out um Probably, uh, I moved to Uganda for four months. Wow. And that was like a big, I'd never left the country before. Um, I'd never, 
uh, like lived well i'd lived away at college but yeah. i'd never like moved to a city on my own or anything yeah. um so that was a pretty big it's a big, big jump thing. yeah yeah um so how was how was like your expectations of that move compared to what what it was really like well uh, so i moved there um for an internship to teach english for a semester okay. and so um i really didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. um i thought that uh, I, I didn't know anything about the culture in uganda i honestly didn't really know where it was on a map sure like, couldn't even point it out yeah I, I was like i know it's why in did the you middle decide of to Africa. go there then of all the um, places <laughs> because well i i applied for this internship that um kind of placed you okay um and they had like different um different like sites for um, different needs they had. Okay. And so they were like, we have one in like, I think Danbury, Virginia was one and like one in the Ukraine and one in, um, Kampala, Uganda and just kind of all over. And, um, they said that the highest need at the time was for the school in Uganda. And I was like, okay, I'll go there. So four months there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for four months and I'd, I'd lived, um, I'm from Mississippi, but my um, family moved to Wyoming when I was in high school. And then I went to college um, in New Orleans for a little while. So I'd kind of lived a few places. You've moved around a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've also lived in New York and then I moved to Nashville. And so um, and moving to Nashville was probably a big milestone, too, just because that was the first place that um, I moved like all by myself. Didn't have much of a. Um, like I didn't really, I knew one person here, uh, yeah. and I'd never really been to Nashville very much, but I got a job here. Um, so I moved here. Oh, great. So you yeah, followed yeah. the job. So it's a teaching job, right? Um, yeah. So that one was actually, um, working. So in Uganda as well, uh, I worked with refugees. And okay. so, um, I have all just always been really passionate about working with refugees. I don't currently do that, but I moved here. Um, because Nashville has a really big refugee population. Um, and I moved here to work with a refugee nonprofit okay. that um, then Trump took office and we didn't have any funding anymore. Oh, so <laughs> so my whole career path really changed um, after a lot of the legislation with refugee yeah. law took place. So. Yeah, that's changed for a lot of people. Yeah, it's yeah, it was it's a very like it doesn't affect me in the horrible ways it affects a lot of people, yeah. but it was like, Oh, this isn't a career path but that it, you can it, take anymore. Yeah. yeah but it yeah. took your job and right, you know, yeah. your ability to help <laughs> people like that. And right. Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> even still pretty bad. Yeah. Not great. You know what? I'm not going to vote for that guy. I'm saying it right now. You know, thank you. That's really, yeah. Just for you. Thank you. I, I think it's the worst thing he's done is affect my career. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so how many graduations have you gone through in your life? This is an important thing. <laughs> so, honestly? Yeah, because some people have them for, like, you know, different grades other than just high school and college. None. You've had none? Wow. <laughs> well, it's one, I guess. Okay. Um. Well, that's something. I've had none. Yeah. I thought, I thought we had something in common there <laughs> no, for a second. Now that I thought about it, I did have one, okay. but it was kind of like a... I don't was know. it a high I school graduation? No, so I didn't graduate high school. Okay. Um, I have my GED, and so my GED class had a graduation class for the people that got our GED that year. Okay. So it's not really like a, like I mean, I wore a cap and gown and stuff, and I was like the salutatorian of my GED oh, class right. or whatever. But it was like, um, you know, we were all like, "This is fake." Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, um, but then it's nice they're doing this for us, yeah, but we yeah. know. And then I didn't go to my college graduation. Okay. So uh, then can I ask why you didn't just graduate with a diploma like uh, with the rest of your class in high school? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you graduated from college and everything. It's not like yeah, you weren't no, capable I, of doing it. <laughs> well, I hated school from day one, which is weird because yeah. I also used to teach school. Um, but uh, I was uh, my family moved to Wyoming when I was in the 10th grade and then we were going to move back to Mississippi um, right before my 12th grade year and a lot of my credits from the last two years of my high school wouldn't transfer back to Mississippi because <sighs> Wyoming has like a massive education budget because 
they're the least populated state. We had great programs. I got to take so many classes and Mississippi is at the bottom of the mm-hmm. education. And so, so they were like, we all know nothing about those classes. You don't have to take history. <laughs> like just, <laughs> they were, uh, and so I had gone to school with all those kids my entire life and they were all going to be graduating when I was a year behind them oh, with man. my credits. And so, um, that's already a tough time to be like moving. Yeah. Schools. Yeah. So, you know, I was just like, I'm not going to be a great with all these kids that were a grade below me. Yeah. Um, and, I also hated school and wanted to quit it. And so (laughs) I was like, I kind of formulated a plan and I started skipping school to study for the GED. And then my parents found out I was skipping school. And so I was like, I like presented them like, here's the reason I should be able to get my GED. And then I did that. Okay. Yeah. Were they upset when they caught you skipping school, like sitting there studying? Not at all. They were like, "We know what you're doing." That's like best case scenario to catch your kids skipping school. I know. Yeah. Like books open, just like I literally took my GED the day after I graduated. The day after I officially dropped out of high school. Yeah. So. So so I was I was like prepped. Yeah, I mean, you had a great reason for. for Yeah, I mean, but I don't think school is for everybody. Like, even when I was teaching, I'd be like, "Have you thought about getting your GED?" Yeah. Such a good like yeah i got college scholarships from having my ged because my score translated as a higher gpa than what i had in school because i skip it all the time oh i hadn't <laughs> even thought of that yeah i um i did not graduate with my class yeah uh i had mono when i was a senior oh, no. and i missed a lot of stuff and i i finished almost everything but i had to take a history class oh, over yeah. the uh or actually i think i took government it was history and senior year but they were like you can do this government class i did that over the summer and i went and i got um i got my diploma Uh like in the office alone yeah i still wore the cap and everything yeah that's nice but it's not the same yeah okay so you did the graduation obviously you've been birthed uh you're here i yes where were you born i was born in flowood mississippi you're born in mississippi yes in a hospital yes in a hospital yes this is one of the things we talked about on the Uh show is you know would you rather be born in a hospital or you know at woodstock or something yeah um you know i don't know probably probably at woodstock yeah 99 so you're still young but right yeah oh yeah yeah you don't want to be born during the oh no i don't know if i was born at woodstock 99 i feel like i'd have like a lot of rage issues yeah that i would be like where did this come from why am i so angry yeah yeah. i feel like i'd be like i'm horny and mad all the time yeah (laughs) yeah um so maybe the hospital then probably the hospital yeah i was born in a hospital um in in flowood mississippi so why did your family move around so much? Were you a military family um, or something? No, my family... Um, or so maybe not so much, but it seems yeah. like during your high school years. There yeah, was a lot so of we moved... Um, so it was kind of a complicated situation. Um, my dad went to college in Wyoming because w- he was just like a young kid being like, where can I go to get out of the South and away from my family? Sure, yeah. Wyoming. So... They did that, uh, loved it, or my, my mom went with him. Um, they loved it and always wanted to go back. Um, and then uh, my dad ran a church renovation business. Like, that's what he did that's for a living. That's a business. Yeah. So That's a good business because churches was. have money. Yes, yes, they do. Wow. Yeah, it was a very lucrative business. Um, they did a lot of, like, they put the pews in the Ryman here in Nashville, which is big. Um they did anything like any kind of church carpet, stained glass, all the stuff. So So is your family very religious or was this like um, purely a money making mm, endeavor? Um yeah, yeah, they're pretty religious. My parents are like very cool religious. Though. Okay. Like and really uh, my dad and his dad owned it. His dad is a preacher, like Okay. They're very but all of my dad's side of the families that um like his dad my grandparents they're all super cool like very chill liberal christian people but yeah and so they had the church renovation business that was doing really well and then um his like territory for the business was um the gulf coast in new orleans and so then after katrina hit 
uh, people weren't building churches. Yeah. And if they were, they were getting like youth groups from Virginia to come down and do it. Right. So, um, so th- yeah, so they lost the business completely, um, went completely bankrupt, um, and we kind of lost everything. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so we went from like living a very, very comfortable life to being like basically homeless within a couple of years of Katrina. Um, so my parents were kind of like, well, we've lost everything here. Let's, we always wanted to go to Wyoming. We were going to wait till they graduated high school, but let's go now and see if we can find work out there. Um, and then we got there and they were kind of like, oh yeah, we were like 19 when we lived here before. This sucks now. (laughs) (laughs) Like this sucks. We hate living here. Um, so we hated it for two years and then finally we're like, we got to go back. Did you to hate Wyoming or did, sh- oh, did they I just hate it? it? Really? Yeah, yeah. They hated it. I hated it. What's so bad about it for a high school Ugh, kid? There's nothing. There's n- I mean, literally my high school had a daycare in it because everybody at my high school had babies because there's nothing to do. Wow. And you can also move out of your parents' house and live in somebody's basement when you're, like, 15. Okay. So So you were, like, ready to go back to Oh, my God. The moment we got there till the moment we left, yeah. I was so ready to go back. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we – okay. So we've covered a lot Sorry, of Sorry. I talk already. so much No, you. it's great. That's what you want <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, God. There could be no worse podcast. Yeah. If somebody, like, tells me, hey, you can talk about yourself for 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need 40. I don't <laughs> – there's no worse podcast than when you invite somebody on and then you ask them a question. And they're just like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. End of sentence. Right. Yeah. You're like, Can you elaborate a little bit or do yeah. I need to just direct this entire thing? But OK, so coming down, we talked about uh, moving. We talked about birth. We've talked about uh, graduation. Yeah. We haven't talked about death. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, man, there's a lot of opportunity for it right now. Coronavirus is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You're young. You probably don't, probably knock on wood, probably don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It seems to be mostly old people that I think so. it's uh, lethal for. But, um, but you know, things happen. Yeah. So uh, when that time comes, are you a, uh, are you a cremation person or a burial person? Oh, I'm a cremation person. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or um, <laughs> I also like this thing that I think they're starting to do more, which is like a natural burial. Which is literally like you just put me in the ground. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the tree thing where they put you in like a... Oh, that seems so complicated. I feel like anybody that's in my family would be like, you can really make a seek out this <laughs> fucking business. This is going to put you in a tree pod. Yeah. Like, um, they'd just be like, we're going to put her in a casket. It, it was once a tree. Like, they, yeah. Yeah. So um, you're still in the tree. No, basically. like literally if it was legal to just like throw me out into a pack of coyotes that is what i would want to happen that's almost exactly what i always said but <laughs> yeah. i said wolves yeah same thing right, right. like yes right back into nature i would love that right in the food chain yeah if like you know. a family of bears could take me that is what i want just right. take all my organs and give them to people if they're viable and then yeah. the rest of me just like get rid of it yeah but I also really like vultures. If if vultures would go for me, I'm fine with that. Anything like that. You just get to get like laid out by a highway. Yeah. Near truly, a highway. like dump me like a like a Dateline special kind of like just just find me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't ever want to be buried. Is it like a, a claustrophobic thought or? Yeah, a little bit of a claustrophobic thought. Um, also a little bit of just I hate the idea of putting thousands of dollars into the ground, which sure. is like. <laughs> caskets are so expensive funerals are so expensive yeah um and if somebody was like hey it's gonna cost ten thousand dollars to bury you i'd be like go to paris or so like you know yeah take a memorial trip in my name or something yeah i hear that i i i always thought about um just like like roll my body over like into the ocean like you know but I looked that up and it's illegal. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's illegal to dump a body anywhere, even yeah. if they wanted it. What's the what, what's wrong with I America? Know. Come on. There's a new place here that is maybe an hour outside of town that is like a natural burial plot of land oh, where okay. they can actually like just dig up the ground and put you in it. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, I like that because I don't want like they put all those embalming fluids yeah, in you and stuff. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, I don't. I think that I want to break down as fast as possible yeah. once I'm in the ground, you know. And I also like not to get, not to get too morbid, but uh, my best friend died when I was 18, and I would always think about like 
how she was doing in the casket in the oh, ground, <laughs> like God. like what stage her body was in. Wow. And I'd be like, this is not a good, healthy part of the grieving process. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be wondering like, I wonder if her hair still looks the same. Like I should just be like, her hair is gone. She was cremated. She's gone. Like was she cremated? No, she oh, wasn't. Oh, no, okay. she's so very you, yeah. So that's so part of the reason why you would want to be cremated. So that yeah, yeah. I you just kind of spare want, everybody else from yeah, and wondering. like seeing like she had an open casket funeral too, and it was just like, oh, she's dead. Like yeah, it's just, it was. It weird. never. It's never better to. I didn't. The open yeah. casket doesn't make. You go like, oh yeah, well it was this is weird. nice. Yeah, I was like, well, I know what a dead body feels like. I guess, like, yeah, yeah. it's not. Well, I that's don't really sad. I'm sorry <laughs> that your friend died. Thanks. So yeah, you know, it's who can be a comedian without some kind of tragedy? Yeah, you know? I guess that's true. <laughs> um, okay, so now if you, I guess you're getting cremated, so maybe you don't have a gravestone, but yeah, hypothetically, if you have one, uh-huh. what do you want written on there? If it was like if I was like at a cemetery with a gravestone and people just walk by and see me and they never knew me, I would want it to say something that acknowledged that. Like, sucks if you didn't know her. She was so great. <laughs> um my mom used to joke that she wanted a tattoo on the bottom of her toe that was a smiley face, so that then when they went to tag her body, they'd be like I wish I would have known her. What a fun lady. That would be really fun. And yeah, before we moved, before they moved to Colorado, uh, she let me stick and poke it on the bottom of my whole family's <laughs> feet. So we all have these white trash smiley faces on oh the bottom God. of our toes from that. So I feel like something like that, like yeah. something that would just be like, oh, damn, she was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> or like that's something you got to appreciate if you're like, yeah, if you're there as the, uh, person moving the body or something like that yeah yeah i just want it to be a joke like something that if you were walking by in like the midst of the saddest time of your life you read it and you'd be like okay that's kind of funny though yeah yeah i like it yeah here lies holly or does she (laughs) (laughs) like something like that (laughs) see that works you gotta get super famous for that to work though (laughs) yeah if that was elvis or like I don't know, Andy Kaufman or something. Yeah. My, sorry, I'm talking so much. But my boyfriend's grandfather, uh, he wrote Ring of Fire uh, for Johnny Cash. Okay. And, or co-wrote it with June Carter, Don't Come For Me. Um, And his gravestone, he's buried right next to Johnny Cash. And on his grave, he's got a photo of him with, t- with his two Yorkies and then his hands outstretched with all of his rings on each finger of his hand, like in the headstone. And it's just like a, a depiction of him smiling with his hands out with a bunch of rings on. It's the gaudiest of, look it up. His name is Merle Kilgore. It's the best gravestone. It's so funny. I have to look that up. What is the name one more time? Merle Kilgore. Merle yeah, Kilgore. Yeah, M-E-R-L-E-K-I-L-G-O-R-E. Yeah, okay. Merle yeah. Kilgore. We're going to find yeah. that. We're oh, it's it so funny. Yeah. Man, that's good. All right. Well, thanks for joining me for Thank this discussion Thank you so much for having today. me. And uh, make sure, everybody make sure to also check out Holly's podcast. Yeah. I just was on it today. Yes, so that episode, I'm sure, will be going up sometime soon. Uh, but it's called... It's called Whoops. Whoops. It's called Whoops Podcast. You can find it everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So, and If yeah. you're in Nashville, go to the, uh, the Kiefer yeah. Sutherland Comedy Hour. Yeah. Follow us, Kiefer Sutherland Comedy Hour. Um yeah, you can follow me on on Twitter at Holly Perk or at Instagram at Perk Alert, which is silly, but it's what it is. <laughs> yeah, right on. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. This episode was recorded at the Comedy Studio. Usually these are recorded at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy at 7 p.m. every Friday night. So go down and check out the live show sometime. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome John Farrell and Matt MacArthur. Hey, what's up, Matt? So, John, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Matt, you can pick from birth, graduation, death, or wild card. Wild card, please. All right. Your question is from Ken Green, and it's, uh, it says, As a couple, which is more depressing? Having to move in with your parents or moving in with your significant other's parents? Um, I think it's a pretty clear answer that would be moving in with my parents. 
because this hypothetical significant other, I don't need to know anything about them except there's no way their parents are shittier than my parents. <laughs> my parents are also divorced, so were we like doing different weekends at different <laughs> houses, you know? And like, where with dads got us on Christmas, and then we're gonna go to the above 65 retirement community for Thanksgiving next year. Very nice people. It's a bit of a potluck. Everybody brings, you know, old-timey dishes and casseroles and a lot of stuff that, you know, grandparents have. I, uh, my parents had me very late. Um, so that's really what it would be like. It would be like splitting up between your grandparents every holiday. And uh, it's, it sounds great. I mean, there's a lot of cookies, and there's some Werther's Originals, and uh, the same story every fucking time I see you. You're telling stories about me. I've heard them. You don't like, did I ever tell you about the time you did this? I was like, I, I told myself about that time, Mom. It'd be so much more depressing to live with my significant other's parents. They'd be like, wow, you just stretch a lot? That's, that's all you do? You don't do anything else? You have shitty hobbies. You're going to only watch the same movie again and again and again? At least my parents, thank you. At least my parents, they know that. They know me through and through. My dad, he can read me like a book when he starts screaming at me. But, man, that other guy yelling at me, fuck. Can I handle that and not say something mean back? Hey, your facial hair is bad. I can't say that to that other guy. I got to fucking accept it. I'm not willing to do that. And then I feel like, I don't know, I, I could be polite for a while, but it's like, ugh. No, I don't. I guess I have to mow your lawn, but I'd rather not. It'd be fun if you could just, you know, buzz off mom and dad stop being so fucking lame. But I can't say that to fucking them. I just have to be sad and sad and sad and pretend like my wife. I'm like, oh, man, this divorce is coming, and it's not going to be. I've never had a problem with parents of my significant others because, guys, I'm really good at pretending that I'm good for their daughter. Like, they always love me right away. You know what I mean? I use the same tricks I use on her. And, and it's very believable. You guys have seen documentaries about sociopaths who are excellent at this. So they are absolutely going to love me. But my parents, you know, they know me by now. I could try to do something nice for her, like pull out the chair or something at dinner and be like, what the fuck are you trying to pretend, Matt? I mean, yeah, I'm not a scumbag, so it's still hard for me, though. <laughs> like, I just, ugh. I just have to grind. I know how many, I'm not going to have fucking teeth anymore. I'm going to grind my teeth away and just keep having dumb hobbies. It's not going to be fun for them. They, and I have to say I love you to them and mean it? How can you do that? Legally, I don't know if you can. Morally, hey, sure, I'll do that. But hey, legality of it, ugh. I... <laughs> All right. Excellent points. Uh, but I got to hand the win this round to Matt MacArthur. All right. Next up, everyone, please welcome Sean Rosa and Nick Martucci. Hey, Sean. Hey, Nick. Nick. <laughs> Thanks for joining the Shans. Um, Sean Rosa, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Nick, you can pick from birth, graduation, moving, or wild card. I'm going to go with birth. Okay. Your question is from Ethan Diamond, and oh boy, I can't wait to watch you guys argue this. <laughs> he asks, what's harder, giving birth or waiting outside and hoping everything turns out Okay. A wise man once said, and I'm not sure who, I'm not up to my music, uh, the, the waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> like, that's legitimate exercise pacing back and forth. That's how I burn my calories every day. Just worrying. You know how much an anxiety attack burns calories? It's still, it's, it, this is why I've lost weight. You don't know me, but I have lost weight. And I will lose weight as my, as my lovely partner is doing what nature intended. If it's so hard, why does everybody do it? 
Everybody does it because they love babies. A baby is a good thing to love, and that's why, if you didn't love some, like, why would you do something if it wasn't hard, right? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you're, you're, you're like, oh, for you, like, the, the worst thing that could happen to you waiting for a baby, like, to be delivered is, like, you'd get your hand caught in a vending machine or something. <laughs> Like, if I give birth, I am a vending machine. <laughs> and nobody's getting their hand caught in my... No. Is that how she got pregnant in the first place? You told her, if it's hard, you have to do it? <laughs> That's coercion. It's bad. No, I'm staying by myself and I'm not in the room making those kinds of jokes that's going to make everybody angry. She can do her job. I'm going to, like, jazzercise. I'm going to wait and see my pride when it's clean. Oh, you're not willing to get dirty for your baby that you love so much. You're going to make, you're, you're going to jazz hand your baby into existence. That's what you're going to do. Some father you are. <laughs> Where were you when I needed you the most when somebody put a dollar fifty into my belly button hoping for a bag of Doritos? <laughs> and they got, boy, they, it was spicy hot what they got. It was, uh, it was uh, Cool Ranch Baby. <laughs> Man, do I pick the guy that was like waiting is harder than giving birth or the guy that compared women to vending machines? I compared myself to a vending machine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, uh, well, if I got to pick one, I got to choose Sean Rosa. I know, they were both excellent, but... He didn't know that it was Tom Petty that sang that song. And that's, you know, you're so bad. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and returning to the stage, Rick Harkness. So, May, would you like to go first or second? Second, okay. Rick, you can pick from graduation, moving, or wild card. Um, wild card? Okay. Your question is from Kendra Dossie. She asks, where is the best place to lose your virginity? Is it a cramped bathroom at a party <laughs> or on top of a bunk bed with someone sleeping underneath? <laughs> Um, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be the bunk bed because <laughs> I feel like, um, I lost my virginity very late, later than I, it's natural that I think. So, um, I feel like, no, it's, if I'm losing my virginity, I need someone in the room to confirm this shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, I don't have, I went too many years of people being like, I don't think he's doing this. It's, it started to get to the point where people had other questions. I don't have a problem with that life, so I'm just saying I like, too, like titties too much for it to be my question. So I need someone in the room for them to just wake up and be like, oh, and text a group text and be like, yo, Rick is doing it now. That, that's all I need. I just need confirmation. I need someone in the room. That's all it is. So, yeah, I'm going to choose the bunk bed. Have you ever been, like, the third wheel on a date? Too many times, right? It's like the worst feeling when there are two people who are really into each other and you're just sitting there like, yeah, I'm lonely. <laughs> and I don't want to do that to the person on the lower bunk, right? Like, that's the worst feeling. If you're just down there and you're like, I'm still a virgin and fucking Rick is getting laid above <laughs> me. Like, that's not fair. There's no need to show off, all right? 
Just go and have your sex in privacy and don't rub it in everyone else's sad, lonely faces. Okay, Rick, we can't all be cool and getting some all the time, all right? See, this is what I'm saying. I'm not cool. I'm wearing Smurfs on my fucking shirt. There's nothing cool about me at all. Listen, I went a long time. I went to an all-black college as a virgin. You can't do that shit. That's, not a, that's against the rules. So, yes, I need motherfuckers in the room. I don't care if the person under me, the person under me has probably got 10 persons under them. They not even know. They got someone sleeping with them in the bunk bed. I had to work to get this. That's okay. Just text everyone and go back to sleep. It's very short. It's not a long time. Just go back to sleep. That's all. Helping it out. All right, you clearly won this, so I just want to share a story that uh, when I was in college, I was like freshman year of college, I was doing an exam at like 4 a.m. down in the study room, and someone put their head out the window of the building and screamed, I have finally been de-virginized! <laughs> and I think about that all the time. <laughs> so you clearly made the right choice, Rick. All right, well... We all agree our winner this round is Rick Harkness. Thanks, Rick. All right, so uh, now we're in between rounds. So I'm going to read some questions that didn't quite make it into the show, but one of them will be the final question of the night. So what I want from you guys is to cheer for the one that you would like to hear at the end of the night the most. Okay, this one is from Kyle Mangan. He asks, are you leaving Boston because of the red line or the traffic? <laughs> that's a little, that's personal, that's for me. Um, it's both, actually. So, uh, what do you want on your tombstone? A witty but heartfelt quote, or pepperoni? This one's from Ken Green. He asks, would you rather be buried so that people will have to come visit you to pay their respects or cremated so that someone has to bring you with them every time they move? <laughs> that one looks like it could be a winner. Okay. This one's from Nick Martucci. He asks, uh, it's about birth. He says, should you take a picture of your baby as soon as it's born or wait for them to clean the goop off first? <laughs> And then this one doesn't seem to have anything to do with the theme of the show, but I just like it. Sarah Albanese asks, would you rather have very long toenails or very long teeth? <laughs> oh, wow. That somehow became the favorite? All right. Hey, you get what you want. All right, next up, everyone, please welcome Chloe Cunha and Mike Giordano. Hey, Chloe. Um, your question's going to be about moving either way, but do you want to go first or second? Uh, second. Second, okay. Mike, your question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks, You've discovered a shrine of yourself in your friend's closet while helping them move. <laughs> Do you ask them about it or pretend you never saw it? I mean, I'm going to go with the same way I go through life with anything and just pretend like it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't even want to act surprised that I have, you know, that I have a friend that has a shrine to me in their apartment. Because why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm. I'm a little. I'm missing a few pieces, but come on, I'm. 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 I'm irresistible, right? <laughs> um, and at the same time, you know, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to ask people personal questions about their religion, you know. <laughs> It's rude. <laughs> it's not polite to talk about the such things in mixed company. And uh, I feel like, you know, if I'm like, oh, what's, what's with that, uh, you know, sarcophagus in the shape of my head for? And they're, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be. Look, I, I'm going to 
ask about it. Um, just because I know a meat cute when I see one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an unlikely scenario. Uh, uh, he's a good friend. I'm a gay lady, but <laughs> listen, if if the random men who hit on me in bars are correct in any way, it's that I haven't found the right creep yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Shrine, that's romantic, and he chose such nice pictures. <laughs> so, you know, he knows my good side. <laughs> crossed out my bad side. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I, I want to know more. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's somebody who's got a plan. <laughs> See, I'm somebody who wants to keep the few platonic relationships that I do have in my life. You know, I, I don't want to just, just because you worship me doesn't mean we need to be in a relationship, right? You know, you gotta find someone that you wanna worship back, you know? You know, if Jesus walked into an apartment and just saw a whole bunch of little statues of him hanging up on a cross, don't you think he'd be a little weirded out, you know? <laughs> Do you think he'd wanna ask about, like, what's up with, with my dead body being up on your wall, like? <laughs> well, speaking of naked bodies, I... <laughs> This is maybe a weird time to say this, but I have been naked in a lesbian vampire movie. And, <laughs> and so look, the possibility is very real. I, the pictures are out there and they're very flattering. And, <laughs> and I'm very vain, so I say, <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, great job, both of you. But I got to hand the win to Chloe Cunha. All right, next up, everyone, please welcome Joe Polana and Ken Green. <clears throat> so, um, Joe, it is up to you to decide if you want to go first or second. I would like to go second. Please. Okay, Ken, you can pick from any category you'd like. Ooh, I'm in a good mood, so death. Let's do it. Great. <laughs> your question is from Ethan Diamond. He asks, as you lie on your deathbed, are you more concerned with updating your will or clearing your browser history? <laughs> <laughs> updating my will, of course, because... I don't care if they know what I was into after I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm fucking history. What? Are, oh, Lord, he was into, like, this thing with cows and tomatoes. Ah, that's weird. What the fuck is that? You know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm gone. I cannot be embarrassed any further. Embarrassment is, is it's history literally to me now. Out. What was the first one again? The other choice? It was a Clear your browser history or uh, update your will. Yeah, update my will. I have so many people I want to spite. You get nothing. You get nothing. You definitely get nothing. Hey, look, we all love Farmville porn parodies. Like, <laughs> that's not a surprise. I want to... <laughs> I need to clear my browser history so they don't know that I've been looking up a lot of voodoo. I guess... <laughs> I need that to be a surprise or it's not going to be fun for me as a ghost. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when all of a sudden your dick doesn't work and you get a chill, that's me. <laughs> I don't want it to be like, I need to see the look in your face. Like, <laughs> how else am I going to like get ectoplasm on the walls <laughs> and spell out Joe? <laughs> But isn't the bigger surprise actually having that in the will as the guy's reading it? <laughs> and to you, he leaves his ever undying spirit that will come back in a few hours. They'll see you then. I'd rather surprise him that way. I don't need that browser history. Who cares if I look at pictures of naked Joe on my browser history? Or Who cares? No one cares. Okay, they want to hear that in the will. Like, and by the way, I looked at a lot of pictures of Joe if he's in the room. I, you know, you're, I, you're very attractive in your young age. 
You guys have to know I'm 25. Like, it's okay for him to say that. <laughs> like, uh, you, you can all unclench. Ken's very nice. <laughs> and I, for one, am flattered. <laughs> I thought those were personal, but I guess they're in the cloud. So, like, yeah, Ken has them. You have them. I've been sending them out. Like, check your phones. <laughs> I just, I want to be a star. Like, that's what I, all right. Excellent work, the both of you. But I got to hand this round to Joe Pilata. You're the only people that like Scott. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, we're down to the final four now. So, everyone, please welcome Chloe Cunha and Matt MacArthur. Hey, Chloe. Do you want to go first or second? Okay, Matt, you can pick from birth, moving, or wild card. Wild card, please. Okay. Your question is from Ken Green. He asks, best last words. This is about death. Best last words. Salvador Dali, who said, uh, where is my clock? Or convicted murderer Thomas J. Grasso, before his execution, said, I did not get my SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this. <laughs> I think it's really obvious where the true miscarriage of justice happened between the two of these. You wanted SpaghettiOs and somebody who was just racist against Italians. Like, it's the same shit, right? Sp can't you just twirl them up? No, it's a different product. Chef Boyardee did a lot of work to invent those. This man appreciated that. Sure, maybe in his personal life, not a great guy. But from a culinary perspective, uh, <laughs> really had refined palate. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Dolly was worried about his clocks. You know what I mean? That was his most famous work. You know what I mean? Someone's just like, oh my God, what about my shit? What about the shit I did? Come on, guy. Your time's over. And this, nobody wants a clock anymore anyway. You know what I mean? I'm, I'd be more, my last words are going to be, where's my phone? Where's my, <laughs> I can, can somebody check this? God, is it charged? That's my last thought every night before I go to bed already. So it's certainly when I die, that's going to be it. I want to call back to an earlier debate and just point out that um, Salvador Dali uh, was a real freak. <laughs> and he had some fun orgies. <laughs> so when he says, where is my clock, just to be clear, he's asking because he wants to fuck that clock. <laughs> and in my opinion, that is the greatest way to go out because what better way to say fuck you mortality than to say time it's my bitch <laughs> guys back then clocks had a lot of moving parts they were metal they're very sharp it was not a good experience to fuck the clock um, but can of spaghettios i mean right <laughs> Throw those puppies in the microwave. Uh, you know what I mean, guys? I'm not the only one who's done this, obviously. Come on. I'm just going to keep doing this. All right. I mean, listen, the SpaghettiOs can join in on this orgy. <laughs> That's fine, too. Look, how do you think he died? Because of the clock, okay? It's all linked. Oh, boy. I feel like I've lost you, but I just want to point out <laughs> that those guards would have never let that poor man fuck his SpaghettiOs. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's, it is a miscarriage of justice. I agree. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, the point is Salvador Dali liked to fuck. Um... <laughs> All right. Great debate here and uh, tough choice, but I got to hand the win to Matt MacArthur. Okay. Chloe's also great. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Joe Polana. Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh. <laughs> At least none of us are racist, right? <laughs> Hulk Hogan, racist. You have to All see right. the whole sex tape. Then he's racist. <laughs> I mean, that's the hottest part. I don't like the detour this has taken. We didn't do it. We, yeah, we're, we're not Hulk Hogan. I mean, judging by how you entered the stage, I wouldn't know that. All right, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Joe, you can pick birth or moving. Let's do birth, please. I've been born. Birth, okay. Your question is, would you rather be born into a wealthy family that pays you no attention but gives you everything money can buy or born into a poor family that has nothing but love to give and gives it generously? You can't trust me with a jet ski. I got to be in that poor family. <laughs> you give me everything I wanted as a child, I'd be fucking dead right now. <laughs> be like, oh, that Punisher, he was cool in Spider-Man. I need a net gun so I can catch the man spider from when the Spider-Verses combined. <laughs> you know how that ends? Me dead in a net. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I've been punished by my own greed. <laughs> my pay, my uh, yeah, poor. I like I I I'm a Bernie guy. I'm okay with that. Like yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get ours eventually. <laughs> Boy, the we got 48 more states left, and the DNC has got some trick. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Like I was saying, or was I was about to say, uh, Joe was like, he just said, oh, if you gave me everything I wanted, I would die. Yeah, and that's great. Oh, my God, death? Oh, I relish it every second it comes closer. Uh, and if I, could, if I could die on, like, a jet ski or, like, a helicopter accident? Oh, right, that was bad. I'm sorry, I forgot about... Listen, guys, basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, I didn't think they could hate me more. <laughs> but they do. <laughs> um, and it wasn't even my fault this time. <laughs> Okay, I, this, I, I mean, I don't have all the data in front of me, but uh, I'm pretty sure rich people only ever die by strangling themselves while masturbating. That's, <laughs> they, they make the, the helicopter crash afterwards because they have money. Poor people, you just sweep them away. No one notices when they're dead. If you're rich and you die, it's a whole thing. You have to bestow your money on people. no. We all want to die, but we want to do it with nothing. <laughs> I mean, thanks, Joe, for taking the heat off me with the helicopter accident thing. But I think we're all in agreement that we don't want our family's love. Right? Oh, you want me to reciprocate this feeling back to you? Never. Never. Give me a Goddamn jetpack! I want to crash it into the sun before I talk to you again, Mom. <laughs> yes. Let's let's both do it at the same time. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. They don't like it. They don't. They don't like us. I know. I wish I had a third person I could choose instead of the two of you. You do. It's Where Bill. Where the fuck did Rick Harkness go? Uh, all right, hey, I got to hand the win here in a very close match to Joe Polana. Is it because my facial hair comes in weirdly dark like Hulk Hogan's? Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so our two finalists of the night, this will be our champion is between these two. Everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Matt MacArthur. Okay, so this question. Um, Joe, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I would like to go second, please. Okay, 
So, Matt, this question, oddly off topic, but <laughs> the the people the people demand it though. So, Sarah Albanese asks, "Would you rather have very long toenails or very long teeth?" This is the easiest question that's ever been presented on this debate show. Guys, everybody in this room has the option to have long toenails. How many of you have aggressively long toenails? Probably. Okay, so we got one person who's got some, like, you know, what are the shoes? That's probably uncomfortable. They're curling back into her feet. It hurts. The rest of us, we cut our toenails despite the fact that we have the power to have them at all times. But you know what's not an option for me? To keep these sweet fucking canines. You see that? That's not even, that's like almost vampiric. <laughs> and it's like, do I get them filed down to look like a normal human being? Or if I had the option, could I just go longer? Like all of them. You know what I mean? Like just so people like realize like, oh, this is an imposing presence I'm dealing with. This guy is going to bite me. I'd rather give them warning. You know, right now they don't know. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and you know, I like to be fair. So longer dick just wasn't an option. <laughs> Sound like my doctor. Uh, <laughs> I, I ask every time, and he's like, you can't do it. <laughs> You're just going to be sad. <laughs> I could give you more oxycodone. That's <laughs> you can at least turn a profit. Uh, We're a long teeth crowd. We all know it. <laughs> we like beavers and uh, that guy in the Guinness Book of World Records that ate an airplane. We like him. <laughs> he, how'd he do it? Long teeth. <laughs> that was it. Not a strong gut. It was all the teeth. <laughs> you guys ever see the Angry Beavers? That was a good show. <laughs> I, beaver fever. We got it in the... House tonight. We are a beaver fever crowd. It is contagious. You should all be vaccinated. I can refute none of what my opponent just said. None of it. Um, but don't worry, Joe, because I don't know about this penis lengthening technology that keeps being talked about on the Internet. But if science keeps progressing the way I hope it does, we are going to have long teeth someday. And listen, you might think ladies like a big penis, but they like a big tooth, too, right? Nothing better than a big toothy gentleman. They want to see the chompers, you know what I mean? They, that's what I noticed, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got a nice smile. What they're saying is, do you see the size of his teeth? Jesus Christ. If that's what women wanted, there'd be way more British people. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like Hugh Grant and elephants fuck a ton. <laughs> they, they, they do okay, but like the small-toothed mouse has 30 children in one sitting. Like, because they're fucking just that many mice. Like, uh, you see an anteater? Basically, no teeth. Fucks all the time. <laughs> because long toenails. <laughs> That's what. All right. So... As many of you know, some of you might not, there's no way that I could choose a winner on the final debate, so I'm going to need your help. Go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group right now. At the top of the group, there is a poll where you can choose either Joe Polana or Matt MacArthur as your winner for this evening. It's right at the top of the Facebook group, Pick a Side Stupid. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. You're both winners in my book. And now to check on the poll. Uh, Matt and Joe, could you guys come back up here? Matt MacArthur and Joe Polana, so that we can announce the results of our poll. Um, here we go. Let me check this out. Okay, so everybody has voted, it looks like. And our winner, it's like 60-40 uh, percentage-wise. But our winner tonight is Joe Polana. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joel. And how about one more time for Matt MacArthur? All right, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. 
thanks to Holly Perkins for being our guest this week. Congrats to Joe Polana for winning. And if you want to check out the full show, unedited, as it happened at the Comedy Studio, you can join our Patreon. Check out Pick a Side on Patreon. And for five bucks a month, you get all kinds of bonus episodes on there. And come out and see a live show sometime. We are at Maggie's Lounge on Monday nights at 8 p.m. 9 p.m. is the open mic at Maggie's. We are at Maggie's Lounge on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with this debate show. And if you're looking for some stand-up comedy right in the heart of Boston, check out The Poor House down in the basement every Wednesday night. Ryan Shea hosts that show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.